Election night coverage on News Talk 1400, brought to you by Rental City, Coach House Garages, The Waterford at Bridlebrook, Schoonover Sewer Service, Loman Ray Insurance Group, and the Champaign-Urbana Mass Transit District. 55 degrees at 621. We continue with our coverage of the consolidated election here on News Talk 1400 DWS. I'm Tim Dittman alongside Michael Kaiser. And our first guest of the evening is from our own newsroom, News Gazette Media's Julie Wirth is with us. Julie, you had an interesting assignment today. You were following around Deb Finan, incumbent Champaign mayor on Election Day. Tell us what you saw and what you observed. Yeah, we thought we'd follow her around to see what election day is like for an incumbent mayor. And uh, the day started early, about 6.30. uh, Volunteers showed up at her house to collect signs and go stand on street corners. Um, She went to vote with her family, uh, which she likes to do and has done each time, I think. Um, And then uh, she gathered up some of her core volunteers and we went canvassing. uh, They went canvassing door to door while I watched. It was kind of grueling, I have to say. I haven't done that before. I've been on the receiving end, uh, people showing up on my door. But uh, they covered quite a bit of territory in Southwest Champaign, a heavy voting district with a lot of registered voters. And a lot of people weren't home, but um, the few that were uh, had most of them had already voted, which was interesting to me. Uh, And then she headed over to campus after after lunch and uh, started talking to some trying to talk to some students about voting uh, with earbuds and a lot of other distractions. Some of them weren't too interested in voting, but there were several who were and uh, uh, ended up going in the line of union to vote. So we'll see. The turnout wasn't huge when I was there, um, but we'll see. Yeah, I think it's interesting to see the, the contrast. You, you mentioned the union between the, the number of people that wanted to vote um, in the fall in the fall of November and then today. Uh, it just wasn't a much of attention getters for those guys, I guess. They're not, I'm not sure if some of the students even know who the mayor of either city is So in some <laughs> cases. Um, but it, it is interesting to see that uh, even on Election Day, it was slow there. Were, were, did that catch you off guard a little bit? Well, it was hard to know what to expect. I mean, you would expect with politics the way it is and interest in national politics yeah. so strong and state politics that that might bubble over. And we and it still might. You know, we may see that tonight still. But um, I think everybody's conceding that it's going to be pretty low. I think Tom Kasich tweeted today it's typically around 17 uh, percent. I ran into Matt Glad- Gladney on the quad and he was looking at some numbers from the county clerk from the last couple of municipal elections. And I think they were 19 or 20 percent pretty much. Um, but he pointed out in, you know, in 2018, it was the highest number of voters in Champaign County history for those elections. And, and, uh, but it wasn't the highest percentage turnout. We just have a lot more people now, a lot more voters. Um, so I suppose we'll see. Uh, I asked Deb about it. She was just out at Huber's, uh, taking a little break, I think between events today. And she said she had heard that, um, the turnout in central Champaign precincts was a little higher. Um, I don't know if that'll carry through or not, but you know. We're not sure what that means, but it's kind of interesting. What was her uh, her feeling as she was going along today, and what was was she feeling good, or what, what were you reading from her as she was getting later into the day? Um, I think she's. T- I said, "How are you feeling at Huber's?" And she said, "Exhausted. <laughs> it's a lot of walking." But I think she was campaigning with some other incumbents today. Will Kyles was uh, canvassing with her, and I think Matt Gladney was was with them as well. And uh, Amy Armstrong was also going door to door. And I think they're. You know, they're hopeful. I, I think, you know, she's been fairly non-controversial, I think, as a mayor. And um, I, you know, I just as an incumbent, I would expect she'd have the advantage. But, um, you know, they weren't taking anything for granted. I mean, they we they went to 200 homes today wow. um, out of the 275 registered voters in this area that they were covering. And I think, you know, they had 
you know, targeted about 10,000 homes. I don't know if they made it to 10,000 during the campaign, but I'm sure other candidates are as well. I mean, I think people, you know, she definitely wasn't taking it for granted. We'll see how things turn out. We're talking with News Gazette media reporter Julie Wirth on our consolidated election coverage here on News Talk 1400. And that uh, piece on Deb Finan will be in an upcoming edition of the News Gazette, so be on the lookout for that. The other news, Julie, on your beat today is beer. Right. Beer is coming to (laughs) University of Illinois Athletic Events. We'll maybe take a pause from election news for a couple of minutes (laughs) to talk about that. This is something that DIA has been studying for a while. A lot of people have been clamoring for it. And based on what I saw in the press release today, they're going to be pretty regimented with this. They seem to have all their ducks in a row about this. Yeah, and uh, Ben Zigterman's actually writing our story for tomorrow since I was out of the office most of the day. But, yeah, they they have been preparing for this for quite a while. You know, they started with some alcohol sales during shows at the Assembly Hall or State Farm Center. Sorry, I'm living in the past. (laughs) And... uh, you know, they experimented with this at some baseball games last summer, I think it one, was. One baseball game for Illinois last year. Yeah, yeah. and they, of course, have had it in the premium seating yeah. ever since the stadium was renovated. And, of course, a lot of people felt that was unfair. It was a matter of equity and all that. Um, so, I, you know, I think everybody thought it was a matter of time. More and more schools are doing this in the Big Ten and around the country. Um, like you said, sounds like they're going to have some safeguards in place. As it turned out, this all happened as I was walking around with Deb Bynan, who's the city's liquor commissioner. So I asked her about it today. And she said she thought it was fine. She said, you know, um, th- I think the hope is that I think this was in the press release that this could reduce some of the binge drinking at tailgating. If people know that they can actually get a beer in the stadium, they won't try to hurry up and drink everything beforehand yeah. or run out at halftime and drink, drink yeah. some more. Yeah. But, you know, who knows? I mean, you know, we've all been to pro football games. I don't know if you guys have. I have. Yeah. It's a very different atmosphere from a college game. So we'll see. But she did say I asked her, you know, if. You know, she's the liquor commissioner. She's worked really hard with the campus folks, too, to kind of curb unofficial, drinking on unofficial. You right. know, how, do, how does she see those two together? And she said she sees them differently. She said this is not like waking up and having beer with your cereal and then drinking all day and drinking all night yeah. as well. But uh, Unless it's anyway. a night game. Well, that's true. <laughs> you tailgate all day because the lot's open at 7. A so. lot of people start really early in those tailgating lots, I know. Yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I mean, I know they've been studying it for a long time. I'm sure it'll mean uh, revenue for them. You know, we'll see how much. That's what I gathered from the, from this is you mentioned they've been studying for a long time and they've, they've talked to other schools. They've observed other schools. They had uh, the, the test run last year. Uh, and I, th- I think that I mean that's almost a year ago now. So I mean it's it's been a, almost a year from that before making this decision. So I, I feel like they've done their due diligence uh, in in this process. And I think one of the rules, uh, student in the north end zone when they have the concession stand there, you can only buy one at a time because they know that's heavy students. And so they've actually like broken it off. Like in the north end zone, you can only one beer at a time, and everywhere else you can get only two at a time. So I, I, it looks like they're putting precautions in. You can't control everyone. That that's impossible. But it's clear that a lot of schools are doing this. But this is money-driven thing. I mean, this isn't. I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, there. I don't know what are the benefits they would get from this, other than you know any school doing it, not just Illinois. But it's besides fans are wanting this. Fans are you know fans are asking for this. They're asking their season ticket holders, and the fans are asking for this. I think it also. I think they're hoping it'll get more people in the stadium yes. sooner and get them to stay at the game. You know, yes. rather than leaving stay in halftime. And I mean, obviously, they want fans anyway. They can have them now. Yeah. Um, so I do think. I do think. They have to be careful with this, or they had to. You know, college drinking has been such a big issue. You know, it's linked, you know, with, with fraternities and sororities, whatever, and, you know, it's a problem with sexual assaults. You know, it's mm-hmm. a big issue for college campuses, so I think they do have to be careful. 
Julie Worth, News Gazette Media Newsroom. She covers the U of I. Today she was on the election beat. We'll look for your coverage in an upcoming edition of the News Gazette. And uh, thanks for stopping by. Thanks. Should be Thursday. I will tell you that. Very good. All right. Thanks, guys.